So, let me be straight with you, there will be dogs barking throughout this podcast. Um, yeah, the, the two dogs next door have made it just impossible to make a recording of any kind without their lovely voices getting into the mix somehow, but that's all right. On a podcast, you know, we can just kind of keep it raw. It's been... Um, quite a while, probably a few months as usual, since I've recorded last. I had a nice little holiday two and a half week break recently from work, uh, during which I just traveled around as usual. I had a little bit of time at the end, and I was hoping that I was going to get some podcasting or musical recording done during that time. And as usual, it didn't happen. Uh, I ended up getting a really bad cold, my first in a very long time, um, for the last five or six days that I had before I had to return to work. Uh, Something that happened that I I found interesting and inspiring is while I was feeling sorry for myself, uh, just sitting on the couch in my pajama bottoms, and... um, just falling into one internet rabbit hole after another. I somehow, uh, YouTube was recommending different music, and I um, I saw something by the band Brown Bird that I hadn't uh, listened to before, a song called Bilgewater. And um, Brown Bird is a band that uh, several years ago probably through a similar process I got into, uh, maybe through, uh, you know, NPR, some, some music showcase thing. And they had this, uh, this folky Americana vibe, but also something different, something a little bit weird, but uh, I found compelling. The band basically is composed of, uh, it's a two piece, um, this guy, Dave Lamb, and his wife, uh, who I'm spacing on right now, uh, what her name is, um, they're in the band together, and I found uh, I found their story super captivating um, because by the time I had gotten into them, Dave Lamb had already passed away of cancer, and uh, he and his wife, I'm gonna have to find out her name now. Um, so Morgan Eve Swain is the uh, is the wife's name. So uh, something that made their music even more compelling to me was their uh, personal story. And Dave Lamb had had died, and Morgan Eve was producing with some help their last album that they had worked on while uh, Dave Lamb was sick, and. Uh, you know, he was literally dying of cancer and just continued to write and record music. And um, this last album, uh, knowing it was recorded under those circumstances, was was super compelling. But it was also awesome in my first taste of of Brownbird as a band. That the name of that album is Axis Mundi. 
And here's uh, here's the tune. I'll just play uh, just a little bit of the first tune that I had heard that's that sort of got me into them and I found uh, quite interesting and you'll get a sense of the the kind of unique flavor. So you can hear there that uh, that unique flavor, and it's been described as, uh, you know, obviously there's that folk Americana vibe, but it's been described as um, gypsy music, Eastern European roots music, whatever that that interesting scale is. But in any event, I just thought, you know, his voice is is super cool, and the songs are interesting, and their harmonies are great. And so I, I bought that album, Axis Mundi, this is a few years ago, and uh, I just sort of forgot about Brown Bird, and then was sitting there in my pajama bottoms, which I mention uh, for a reason, um, because I'm, I listened to this song, Bilgewater, which uh, I'll play you a, a clip of that in a second here. But um, I wanted to know more about the, the album that it was on, and maybe how to purchase it and so forth. So I went on to uh, Brownbird's website and and then just went down a rabbit hole there and was looking at a, a bunch of photos, tour photos and stuff. And uh, on one of the tour photos, there was sort of a, a silly photo of Dave uh, and somebody else who I don't I don't know who it was. And he's he's wearing a pair of pajama bottoms pulled up, kind of like an old man up past his belly button. And I look down, and they're exactly, and I mean exactly the same pajama bottoms that I'm wearing in that moment. And these are these are a pair of pajama bottoms that my wife bought me like 15 years ago that have a huge hole in the knee. And I should have thrown these out a long time ago and actually haven't worn them probably in three or four years. But a lot of my sweatpants were dirty and whatnot, so... The fact that I had these PJ bottoms on was an extremely rare event, and I just so happened to stumble onto this picture of Dave Lamb wearing the same uh, PJ bottoms. Um, just a silly synchronicity that in and of itself doesn't really have any significance, but also what it made me reflect and where it was particularly inspiring was that I was sitting there uh, kind of in a whiny, feeling sorry for myself mode because I had this bad cold and felt like, you know, I can't do anything creative. I mean, I can't record. I got no voice. I feel like crap. And meanwhile, here's this guy that was uh, dying of uh, leukemia, I believe it was, and just continued to to plow forward right to the end. So it sort of knocked me out of my, um, my funk a bit and uh, got me inspired to to dive back into some creativity right at the end of the break there. So here's a 
here's a little taste of that song Bilgewater that that inspired me and I think this is another really cool tune um, from Brown Bird So that's another, uh, I don't know, that you get that flavor, that scale uh, that has that, you know, what what I guess they're calling gypsy or Eastern European flavor. So I'm not uh, enough of a world music nerd to really kind of understand what that's all about. But anyway, it sounds really cool to me. And uh, so just... Just that little little bit with with Dave and and seeing that he had the same PJs kind of knocked me out of my funk. But you know, many many times even since then, I was uh, resolved to record and just never did it. And um, I did you know make a little bit of uh, progress on my home studio. I'll put some photos up uh, along with the pajama bottom photos of my my new studio. I've, I've called my studio Green Desk Studios because years and years and years ago, my girlfriend, who's now my wife, actually built me a, a very simple wooden green desk that was my little bedroom studio. I uh, just had my little Tascam four-track player, and but it's, it's what I had my stuff on uh, in my room. And I always kept that desk with me even though it's, you know, it's kind of old and beat up and it's, it's in the closet actually of the studio right now. It doesn't actually have musical equipment on it, but it still is the namesake of the studio here. But I bought some new toys. I, I got the first guitar amp that I've ever owned. I've, I've always had this Ampeg uh, combo bass amp and uh, it, uh, I think it's the BA-115 I believe. And that's the, you know, the only amp of any kind I've ever owned. I used that, that bass amp when I played in bands in the past. And, uh, you know, I have a a couple of electric guitars, but I never had a guitar amp. I would just play my electric guitars through this little thing called the pod that had amp simulators in it. So when I'd be recording, I'd listen through my headphones and just, um, I never played electric guitar in a band, so I didn't have a need for an amp. But for whatever reason, I just thought it would be inspiring, as uh, it usually is, at least in the short term, to to get some new toys to get me playing. So I got this uh, 100-watt Boss Katana uh, amp, and it has uh, you know a lot of high-tech features. It's not a, like a classic tube amp which I did consider buying, but it has various effects in it and some bells and whistles that, that I found cool. I don't really own a lot of effects pedals, so some of these effects that are inside the amp might come in handy. But anyway, I'm digging it, and I you know I rearranged the, 
the studio so that I could uh, have it set up so that anytime the inspiration struck, I could record a podcast or record music. And of course, you know, I haven't done so until now. I also got myself a Big Muff Pie uh, Green Russian reissue distortion pedal. I always loved the sound of the Big Muff distortion on, um, especially uh, on just stripped down rock bands like um, the White Stripes and the Black Keys that just have that, that nasty fuzz sound. And so I got myself one of those and have been experimenting with it. And then again, in the process of avoiding recording this podcast or recording any music, I uh, keep using my free time to just consume uh, media instead of create, unfortunately. And um, But I did discover a few other bluesy, raw, uh, two-piece even one piece bands that I kind of dig. Again, this is just as much as I've railed in the past about hating um, the tech algorithms that feed you more and more of uh, what you already like. Uh, sometimes in the case of uh, music, it's paid off. I remember, uh, I can't remember now the name of the. Uh, Pandora, I think it is, the music app. I, I haven't used it in years, but the, when I did use Pandora, it actually did recommend through their algorithm different uh, artists that sounded like the stuff that I enjoyed. And uh, I, I did find some groups that were really interesting. And now I think YouTube serves that function where I'll, I'll get into a certain kind of music and then I'll see a recommended video and once in a while that pans out. So um, I was cruising along and, uh, in the, in this mode of loving this, uh, just fuzzed out, stripped down two piece, uh, black keys, white stripes type of thing. And I came across this band called Black Pistol Fire. And, um, this is just, you know, a dude with a guitar and a drummer. Sometimes the drummer plays a little keyboard, but I, I, and it's very much right in the same vein as the black keys and the white stripes uh it's not breaking a ton of new ground but i just love that that vibe so here's a here's a taste of the first black pistol fire song i stumbled on called speak of the devil Right there, just that, you know, going from the verse to the chorus and just uh, 
just ripping into some nasty fuzz. That's that's part of the vibe that I that I dig. This band um, is a little more than that. Uh, here's another just brief thing that I um, that I found from the Master Built Century, I believe this is called, and this is uh, not fuzzy, but gives you just a different vibe of the Black Pistol Fire thing. I also think it's cool, but it's got that that bluesy stripped down two-piece thing that I really like. There's another a little taste there. You can see the mileage you can get when you have the drummer. In this case, he's just playing a, an electronic drum because they're in a tight little studio space. But when the drummer has a little keyboard where he can play something to fill that space, in the first tune he was playing a bass line on that keyboard while banging on the drums. And uh, in this one, he's playing some, some chords, so... It, fills that that two-piece vibe out i was talking to my brother this was years ago how i was digging the the stripped down two-piece black keys type of thing and he's kind of making fun of it saying you know saying you know what's next uh you know a one-man band and he's envisioning you know that old school deal with a guy on the street with you know symbols on his uh elbows and whatnot so and then uh and I, I did wonder about that. You know, obviously, any acoustic folk type of uh, singer is going to be essentially a one-man band. I mean, when you're just one guy or girl and an acoustic guitar is a one-man situation where you're getting that percussive element and you have a, a lot of the, the dynamics that you need, which is why I like the acoustic guitar a lot. But to do it in a rock setting seems insane, but um, then I, again, down the same rabbit hole, I discovered this artist uh, that goes by Rain Wolf, and, you know, I'm, I'm late to the party on this one, because this is a, back in 2012, this video comes, but this dude, what he can do uh, with just that fuzzy, rockin', elect bluesy electric guitar and and just him a lot of times he just has a kick drum that he he stomps on while he's playing but in this particular song i'll play a bit at the beginning and then jump ahead to the the part where he actually sits down at a drum kit and and plays the guitar and the drums at the same time and it's amazing what what full power sound this dude can get just uh just by himself so check out a little rain wolf Thank you very much. 
so I'll jump ahead here a little bit uh, to where this dude just uh, goes to to town here on the drum kit. This is is pretty badass. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'll link to this uh, for those interested. He's like playing the, the guitar with his drum stick and just, uh, you know, really just playing it with his left hand while he's pounding on the drums with his right hand. But So I've been having a ball. I've been um, just jamming in that vein with my new guitar amp, like cranking up, getting that nasty fuzzy sound with octave effects and, and just getting back into that hard riffing, good fun so um i'll probably be doing some recordings that feature a little bit of that uh and some of the songs i've written but still mostly uh my one band thing will um one man band thing will be the uh just on the acoustic but so there's a couple uh couple of artists i've discovered that i'm that i'm digging um one more i'll just throw in there since i'm on this musical tangent and I'm I'm not even really sold uh, or sure that that I'm I'm loving these guys yet, but they're interesting. Much like Brown Bird that has this uh, this little extra ingredient, this Eastern European slash Gypsy music. This band goes by Croan Bin. Croan Bin, yeah, it's I think it's like uh, well, I don't know what the hell it is, but it's. Um, really an instrumental group that's got this sort of Middle Eastern flavor to it. And, you know, they must be big enough that they're getting into my YouTube algorithms, but uh, they have an interesting sound that's a little different. So um, I'm going to try to be open-minded and see if I can get into a little Kronbin here, but Kronbin. But uh, just check out the vibe here.
So you can you can catch that, that whatever that that flavor is there from the chord changes that they're that they're digging into. But uh, yeah, so there you go. I've been uh, consuming some new music, trying to get inspired. If I'm brave, I will uh, try to record something and and tag it to the end of this podcast. But uh, I don't really I don't really know what to tell you. What what do I have to say as far as um, uh, a theme to this uh, this particular podcast? I'll just say. You know, this this thing I always struggle with where I do a podcast or I, I work on a musical project and then months and months go by and I, I just don't I don't find the time and that that not creating builds on itself and kinda it makes me ill in a way. I just I start to get more and more disappointed in myself or not just pressing record and, and just making some sort of attempt to break out of the uh consuming mode where I'm just spending all my free time quote-unquote relaxing and consuming media and music instead of uh, getting into that more challenging at least initially uh, creative mode that is so vivifying to me that's just always spiritually renewing and uh, as I begin this uh, Martin Luther King long weekend with a nice extra day off from work I'm trying to trying to take advantage of that and just dive back into um, just pushing record and and jumping in saying what's on my mind I'm gonna try to do some more writing as well putting some blog posts up Um, again not so much that uh, they have to be perfect um, well-crafted pieces but just engaging in this process of uh, wrestling with something and putting it out there, even though, again, I'm likely the only person listening and reading it, it's still valuable to me because it actually has an effect on my attention, my my presence, just my state of mind. When I'm creating, everything's better. I'm more um, effective at work with the kids. I, I work as a school counselor and you know, when I'm in a good spot and, and the energy's flowing and um, taking care of myself and doing the things that I really love to do, I'm a better counselor. I'm a better husband. I'm just a better person. So that's, uh, <clears throat> if anything, going to be my theme is just to, whenever you're uh, feeling as if you just can't... Um, can't seem to get things started again or you're feeling bad because you're not doing what you know you need to do it's just going ahead and doing it there's a, a meditation app that i've been using it's called waking up um and uh, sam harris who i'm a big fan of his books and his his podcast he's a, a meditation enthusiast and he has an app that's just, you know, has a lot of guided meditations and just his take on basic um, Vipassana mindfulness style meditation. And one of the instructions that has been toward the end of each meditation session is uh, Sam says that if you sort of drifted off and, you know, you've gotten distracted and you realize, oh shit, I haven't really been 
even meditating for the past few minutes, just begin again. And that instruction, which I know is is common with a lot of meditation teachers, that maybe that is mindfulness meditation itself, is just paying attention to the object of meditation, whether it's the sensation of the breath or a sound or just the feeling of being present itself, that when you when you lose it, as soon as you notice that you've lost it or become distracted, just begin again. And that is is literally the thing that you're practicing when you're sitting down in meditation. You're practicing beginning again after you inevitably fail to, uh, to be present. And so that's something that I want to uh, not only incorporate into my meditation practice, but just in my creative process that there's just no reason to spend time beating yourself up for however many months or weeks or days it's been since you did something. Just the moment you have that, that feeling where you notice, wow, I haven't recorded something in a while and I missed that. Just go ahead and record. Um, just pick up the guitar and play. Um, just, you know, despite, um, the fact that you may have kind of forgotten where you left off and it would be, would have been so awesome had you continued to do it every day in the interim, you know, just drop all that and begin again. And so that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing here today. And I hope to do in the days and months forward here in 2019. I'd like you to do it again with some phaser effects, please. Mm-hmm.